Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we are talking about Christ, the incarnation of opposites. And we're going to be exploring that, Christ as being that which binds all things together. So just want to start, hopefully can break this down in a way that makes sense as I'm just connecting these dots for myself and it's somewhat blowing my mind um, because of the connection between all things and the, it just doesn't, it's mind blowing really. So we live in a world of opposites, right? Duality is at the heart of every phenomenon and the symbol of the yin and the yang encompasses all of reality. It's pointing to something extremely abstract, but that's very big, but it's also happening at every single micro level. And so in Genesis, it says, with wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. With understanding, he established the heavens. So this is an example of this at like the most cosmic, the greatest, biggest scale, the biggest level, the top of the hierarchy, right? So with wisdom, which is the seed from which all things sprout, God created the earth. And wisdom is often referred to as a woman, which is very interesting, right? Because we also consider earth to be mother earth or mother nature, because the earth is the body which gives life to all things, to all heavenly things. And in a weird way, the earth supports the seed. Like literally, it happens at a in an abstract level, but also in a literal level, right? If the seed is wisdom, the earth supports that. Literally, the earth is the playing field for heavenly things to come down to earth, but also a seed literally grows when you plant it in the ground. The soil supports the seed. Wisdom, you can think about this, God, with wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. And wisdom is analogous to the plan of building a house. But, right, wisdom is something that is extremely simple. Again, like a seed. A seed is an extremely simple thing, but at the same time, it's infinitely complex. Right? You think of a seed, this tiny, tiny thing. It's really nothing. But it's weird because at the same time, it can become anything and everything. Like that's wisdom. It's too abstract. It's at the very top of the hierarchy for like spiritual meaning. So wisdom, it's the plan, but the plan needs to be broken down. In a weird way, it needs to be brought down. So you take a plan, but you have to learn how to put a plan into action. So we need understanding to know how to follow through, you could say, with the plan. Proverbs 4, 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. And with all you have gotten, get understanding. So you get wisdom, which is the plan, right? From there, you gain understanding, which is knowing how to put the plan into practice, how to build the house. And it says, God established the heavens with understanding. So here again is this duality of heaven and earth, right? With understanding, God established the heavens, which is above, With wisdom, God established the earth, which is below. It's happening at the most cosmic, the biggest scale, the biggest level. But by having understanding of how to put the plan into practice, 
you learn how to bring understanding helps bring heaven down to earth and offer earth up to heaven, which weirdly, you know, these things are coming together as one. They're not their own thing. They're bringing, being brought together as one. And this is the job, our job as man is to meet mediators between heaven and earth. And this, so this idea of heaven and earth at the cosmic scale, heaven being above the sky, the wind, the light, earth being the things of below, like the dirt, the soil, things that are down here, right? That is at the cosmic scale, but there's a microcosm of heaven and earth within ourselves. Because it says then again in Genesis, God formed the human from the dust of the ground, right? The dust is earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, breath being above, which is heaven, right? Dust, earth, breath is heaven because in ancient cosmology, breath is analogous to wind or spirit. And breath is that which gives us life. It gives the body meaning, right? It, it gives the body it gives the body life, but the body is the vehicle for this meaning. So it's that example of earth being brought up to heaven and heaven being brought down to earth and working in co-creation. They're working together as one. That's the idea of heaven and earth being alive within you. These opposites, those that which is on two total opposite spectrums, that from which is above and that which from is, which is from below, comes together. And through you yourself, right? And also it's happening then again with your head because your head is at the top supported by your body, right? Heaven is supported by earth, but also your head is that which informs your body. So your head is being at the top, which supports the earth, which your head, which supports, your head is at the top supported by your body. Heaven is at the top being supported by earth. But your head is that which instructs your body, what do you, how you move, how you move your hands, how you do things, right? Heaven also instructs earth. It's the, it's the bringing together of that wisdom and understanding again. Because your body is the earth, which is formed with wisdom by God. It's the plan. Your body is the plan that's been brought down that God has created, but you need understanding which God used to establish the heavens. You need to understand because you need know, to know how to put the plan into practice. And your head, which is above like heaven, informs your body, which is below like earth. These things go hand in hand and they are working together. So the combination of wisdom, the plan, and understanding, knowing how to put the plan into practice, equals knowledge. So what does this have anything to do about Christ being the incarnation of opposites? Well, opposites, again, like the yin and the yang, heaven and earth, light and darkness, man and God, they're two totally opposite things on one end, on the furthest away from the spectrum than the other thing, right? And wisdom shows you one end and understanding shows the other end. Having both, you can find where the two meet in the middle, where they come together. Because again, it's man's job to bring down heaven to earth and offer earth up to heaven as mediator. Almost making us God in a sense, because we're, ha it's, we're doing this at a micro level, just as God did it at a cosmic level. And this is what true knowledge is. But God had to reveal to us what true knowledge, the true knowledge, right? 
Only God could do this. God was be, could become. God could only become the one. God could only be the one that brought together these opposites. Right? We can see and know the opposites, but that's the hardest part: is finding where these opposites meet in the middle. We like need an example. We need something to bring them together to make them one, because we just need this to be brought into full fruition. And this is what Christ becomes: the joining together of opposites. Because if you think of Christ. He's man and God. Christ is king and criminal, free man and slave. He was nailed to a cross like a criminal with a sign above him that said, All hail king of the Jews. Like it's totally backwards. It's two totally opposite things coming together as one. He was being beaten and tortured and they put a thorny crown on his head. They put a crown on his head as if he's a king, but they're also beating him like he's nothing. It makes no sense. It's the joining of two totally opposite things. Savior and servant, same thing, all powerful and most humble. And that's what's weird too, is that Christ came down from heaven. He's seated at the right hand of God. But the story of Christianity is also a fish religion, right? He comes from the depths, the water. Heaven, again, if you think about a circle, the line in the middle, heaven at the top, heaven is the highest thing, but at the bottom, at the lowest part of the earth, is the sea. So Christ emptied himself out. He was nothing but simultaneously everything. He was the incarnation or is the incarnation of two total opposites. And in Colossians 3.11, Paul says, here there is not Greek and Jew, two totally different things. There's not circumcision and uncircumcision, two totally different things. There's not barbarian and savage. Two totally different things. There's not slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. Because Christ is the ultimate example of God's plan, the ultimate example of wisdom and understanding coming together as one. He fulfills the prophecy in God's plan. And this is why Christ says in Matthew eleven twenty seven, no one knows the no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal himself. The Son is the giver of knowledge because he shows us the plan and how to put the plan into practice. And this, again, is what God desires. It reveals where opposites meet and how to make heaven on earth and bring earth up to heaven, how to make them one. Later in Matthew twelve six, Jesus says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. So this is coming right after, right? He is quoting scripture here from Hosea. I think that's how you says it, say it, which says in Hosea 6.6, 6, I desire loyal, loyalty and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. God is looking for more than just lip service. He is seeking that people demonstrate their love for him by adhering to covenant promises of obedience, which is the following through of the plan bringing together of wisdom and understanding, offering earth up to heaven and bringing heaven down to earth as man is mediator. And then right before all of this, in Matthew 11, Jesus says, wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. And again, wisdom being portrayed as a woman. But it's like your actions will prove if you actually understand wisdom, which will prove if you have knowledge, but knowledge only comes through the Son because he is the bringing together of these opposites. So gain wisdom, and from there gain understanding. And it says Proverbs, Happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding. For she is more profitable than silver, and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. 
Nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left, riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant, and all her paths peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her, and those who hold on to her are happy. Wisdom and understanding, again, are knowledge. Knowledge of God is the only knowledge worth having. And it says, her ways are pleasant, and her paths peaceful. Hence why Christ in Matthew 11, once again, reveals that he will give rest, right? Take up his yoke which is obedience to God. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. Compared to how things used to be, right, with people having to adhere to 600-some laws to make themselves right with God, the laws became dead. Your heart isn't actually in it. Christ shows us the only way to God is through knowledge of God because that's how we mediate between heaven and earth. It's not some law. In a weird way, it kind of is, but at the same time, it's, through our actions, not just, it's through obedience to God. And so it's just paying attention to this and at the heart of every phenomenon that Christ is the binding together of all things. And once you begin to see it at micro levels, you can begin to see it everything. What you seek is what you find. I hope uh, you guys were able to find something in this. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.